Hallelujah. Good morning. It's good to see everyone today. Um, I'm uh, honored to be asked to speak. Thank you, Brother Trey, for the invitation uh, to speak uh, today on water baptism and next Sunday on spirit baptism. And um, I just say, uh, we see the videos of the crowds like in Bangladesh and and other countries where masses of people are receiving the baptism of the Spirit and being water baptized in Jesus' name. And um, I believe that Spirit is coming to North America. I recently did read of a couple places where in one service, 80 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to teach today, but I know that most of the crowd here today has already experienced water baptism in Jesus' name. So I'm, I'm not teaching to, um, to many who need it. But I do pray that the day will come where the number who need what we're teaching is larger then I, I'm, I'm thankful for everyone that's here, but uh, there's thousands of people in St. Mary's County and Calvert County that have not yet been baptized in Jesus' name and have not yet been baptized in the Spirit. And I believe, and pastor's been teaching this, I think you have to see with the, your spiritual eyes in the future, you have to see they're coming. They're coming. They're not here yet. Maybe there's something going on in the world that's going to trigger it, and they are going to come. And we're going to need believers, which is according to Mark chapter 16, believers who will help us baptize people. We will baptize people all day long. That day is coming. That day is coming. And another thing Pastor said this morning is you got to speak it. And so... And I do believe, I've felt this for years. When we preach or when we teach, we are not just addressing the crowd that's here among us, but there is a spirit world that um, we are addressing today. And we are, uh, we are going to preach and teach, yes, to the people that are here, but the spirit world that will release the captives. In Isaiah 14, it said that uh, Lucifer, that spirit, he would not release his prisoners. And so we as uh, ambassadors for Jesus Christ, we stand and we proclaim, the prison doors shall be open. The deaf ears shall be open. The blind shall see. The sick shall be healed. The masses will turn to Jesus. So uh, I'm going to, take a, a little time today and teach. I've got slides. Oh, my. I don't know they'll do me any good, but I got them. And uh, I'm going to ask, start this way. For several, couple of years now, in our uh, 
the change in our ministry, um, we have traveled some. And I'll say to my wife, because she is my greatest fan, and I'll say to her, I need you to pray for me. So today I decided, since she looks so beautiful, to, to come and pray, take this microphone and pray for the next, that not just, yes, here, here, and we're going to baptize someone to illustrate, not just illustrate, but to show that this thing works. This is a family that had great problems, but my, now we see them sitting here in church. I saw Larry and Tish and their children over here at the altar praying, and my eyes began to weep in my heart because I remember where Larry and Tish were when they first came here and the problems. And, and today we're going to baptize a young man from a family that, um, my, what a work God is doing, Sherry. What a work God is doing. Yes. So if my wife will come and pray, then I will do my best to get started. First off, let me say, I've been baptized four times in my life. Finally got it right. But I didn't realize the importance until I went down in Jesus' name, the difference that it made. I love that name, and I'm thankful for it today. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you. We love you, Lord. And let everything that is said today, everything that is done be lifting you up and glorifying to you. I pray that you would be with Bishop as he's speaking today. Anoint him, Lord. Give him the confidence that he needs and help him, Lord, to be able to share your word with us with clarity and without confusion. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You can be seated. I just asked her to give me a kiss, and she said no. Oh, it's good to hear laughter in the house of God. It's, good, it's great that we are family and our hearts share many things in his presence. Battles that have been won. Many, many victories. And we know, surely we know the best is yet to come. Surely we know that. So um, I'm going to start with this. Um, the gospel. So um, Paul declared in Math in uh, yeah in First Corinthians fifteen that the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Sometimes in among us, I hear us, we we say the gospel is Acts two thirty eight. Repent, be baptized, be filled with the Holy Ghost. But I want to say to you, and I say to the spirit world, we know this gospel is connected to Jesus Christ. And this gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. But the application of the gospel is when we repent of our sins, we are baptized in the name of Jesus, and we receive the Holy Ghost. For many years, I have uh, now more than 50 years, we have uh, baptized many people. We have seen many come to the Lord, but somewhere in the last Two years, it just clicked. I heard somebody say this, that 
the gospel is not Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 is the application of the gospel. It's what we do from the instruction of the word of God and how we apply it to our lives. And so um, from that today, I want to specifically speak on water baptism. It's very difficult to teach water baptism without connecting it to repentance. And it's difficult to teach repentance without connecting it to faith. Because it's not just a matter that we're going to baptize a young man that is going to get in the water and go down in the water. It's important that there be a connection to Jesus Christ by faith, having believing God that he will forgive us of our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, and then, of course, it comes water baptism. And there has been, over the years, there has been great debates over not necessarily the method of baptism, but certainly the formula for baptism. There are even churches who do not understand. We need a great revelation to sweep St. Mary's County that the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. They are not three separate persons. There's one person in the Godhead, and he brought to us a name that will save us from all of our sins. This county was settled in 1634 to be a Catholic community. When we came here in 1982, uh, we found that there were as many more Catholic churches than there were any other group of people in St. Mary's County. It fits, right? St. Mary's County, right? But slowly but surely, Sister Lawrence, we began to baptize people in the name of Jesus. We had one, uh, one time, there were two ladies that came, and they were baptized. They were Catholic ladies. Um, they were baptized in the name of Jesus, and that week they went back over to the Catholic Church because they just knew their priest would want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Oh, I pray that we could have that attitude, that someone out there today is just waiting on us to bring to them this incredible message that will deliver them from sin. So... Um, I have these slides. If you'll put that first slide up for me, this is uh, one of the greatest scriptures in the New Testament. It's the Apostle Paul actually here is giving uh, the uh, uh, account of his baptism, and he makes this declaration, and why tarriest thou, arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. What I found across maybe across the world, but certainly across North America, there are denominations who they believe that water baptism is just an outward evidence of something going on inside, but they don't really attribute it to what we would say any regenerative power. But we teach that there is power in the name of Jesus, that when we obey God's word, it's not just an action we do that others may feel that's what you do to join a church, that Living Hope doesn't just baptize you so you can say, I'm a member of Living Hope. 
but we baptize people because of this scripture that our sins can be washed away. Prison doors can be opened. Chains will be broken through the power of being baptized in the name of Jesus. And I want to say it's just as important of the atmosphere in this body that we all have, uh, we create an atmosphere that when people come in, they feel drawn to be baptized because we believe there's a miracle when people are baptized in the name of Jesus. So uh, let's go to the next slide. I found, uh, just real quickly, I found there are three particular word pictures found in, in the Old Testament that illustrate water baptism and the work, what, what happens. Now, I think this pastor said something earlier about the spiritual things that happen. And I think there are many people, even maybe here, who have been baptized in the name of Jesus but have not really had the depth of understanding of what happens when you're baptized. Now, I'm going to tell you that's important because it's your foundation. That when all hell comes against you, you can declare, I have been buried in the name of the Lord. His name has been written on my soul. I know him as the Father in creation and the Son in redemption and the Holy Ghost in the power of resurrection. Yes. Recently, I think it was last week, I heard pastors say he's going to do a series on foundation, the foundation of truth. And uh, that's, to some, that's great information, but it's more than information. It's, it's where do your feet stand? Can the enemy come and shake your confidence in what you believe? That's an important question you have to answer. But I tell you, today and next week, I'm going to do my best not only to tell you or illustrate to you the importance of water baptism and spirit baptism, but I'm praying that somebody this week, I pray that you all will become ignited with the fire and begin to go to your neighbors. And your, I, I t told this story the other night, but I remember when I met this group of Haitians in uh, Washington, D.C., and um, I, I went to their home. We had a little Bible study, and uh, we talked about water baptism. And uh, I don't know, there were six or so of them. Um, four of them said, we want to be baptized. And uh, so uh, I said, uh, we had some young interns with us. I said, I want you to go over to Walmart and buy a little wading pool. And uh, so they went, and they got this wading pool. I said, I want you to set it up in the front yard. And fill it with water. And then I want you to go to every door on this street and knock on the door and say, would you like to come and see a life change today? And so they began to go to the doors and knock and neighbors came and these folks got, you know, some old clothes on and they came. Actually, I think we did. We had some robes with us because I was planning on baptizing them. Like we got robes here. If you're not yet baptized in the name of Jesus, I pray people would be lined up to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Oh, we can change the dynamics of this county. We can change the atmosphere in this community through baptism in the name that saves us from our sins. So, 
they came outside, and uh, I had these young men who they, had, they were not really experienced. And I said, you're going to baptize them. And so they began to baptize these people. And the neighbors came, and cars came and pulled up, honking their horns. And people, little kids are like shouting. They don't even know Pentecost. But they're shouting because I told them, this is a life-changing experience. And neighbors came to see how lives can be changed. I'm asking you this week, go to your neighbors. Hello? I pray a holy boldness comes upon us that we will say in grocery stores and Walmarts and the banks, would you like to come this Sunday and see a life changed? Would you, have you ever heard someone speak with other tongues? It's time to get over our fear. It's time to get over like we're trying to be all polite. We need a move of the Holy Ghost in this county. In our world. Yeah, go ask them. Stand in the bank. Somebody in front of you say, you ever spoke with tongues? Hello? It got real quiet. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, if we can only understand what happens when we're born again, I'll never forget. I say this sometimes. When Jesus came in that bar and touched my life, I'm telling you, I know it defies all, Right? Jesus come in a bar. I think Jesus hangs out at the bars. Hello? Sometimes I've been to some churches, I'm not sure Jesus hangs out there. And the other thing, once it happens to you, you will be convinced. So this first illustration is the story of the Red, uh, of the Red Sea. Actually, it's the... Second story, we're going to use this one first. And this is what it says in uh, 1 Peter. All were baptized unto Moses in the cloud, which is a representation of the baptism of the Spirit, and in the sea. And the story is they were, um, that finally after 10 plagues, the children of Israel, it took God was working. That's the other thing. So many illustrations in this. You think ain't God working? Somebody's going through plague 10 out there today. Somebody's going through plague 9. They're about to find God, give deliverance to them. But you got to believe it. It's got to possess you. It's got to get in your heart that the world is waiting on us. I know it's not good teaching. This is more preaching, but... But um, notice the things that happened. It wasn't that the people, they went through the water on dry ground. But the type of baptism is their enemies followed them into the water. I'm telling you, your enemies followed you into the water. That's the first thing. All those folks, things are people are dealing with, all those uh uh, addictions and problems. Look, I still believe I'll do everything we can on Saturday night and Tuesday night and Thursday night, but I believe there's a God who can miraculously, in a moment's time, deliver from sin. And the church must not lose that faith. We're not just waiting. There's a move of God that can change the way people feel and think. Yes, yes. 
I have a good brother back there. <laughs> yes. So this thing, this, this miracle, they had been in bondage 400 years. Hello? The whole nation. Slaves in Egypt, 400 years. And then God begins to work. You don't know who God's working on out there. I know sometimes if we live, if we just, if I, even myself, if I watch too much social media or I listen to all the voices, hello, hello, CNN, ABC, NBC, all of those folks, they got another voice. But if you pick up your Bible, there's another voice. There's a God. And there are things that have to happen. So God is working. You got to embrace that. God is working. God is working. Somewhere out there's a backslider. I had a call today from a man, and he told me he's got a, son, a well, it's not a son, actually, a, a young man from their church who is in D.C., but he is, something's working. He's in the Marines, but God is working, and he's going to go to church today. I'm telling you, God is working. God, you got to believe that. God is working. I don't care if they've been a drug addict 400 years. Well, that might be a little long, but, but there's a God, and he's working. He's going to change backsliders, prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, people who once were in church and have walked away. Even, hello, folks, you may not like this, but I'm telling you, there have been children who went to Baptist Sunday schools and Methodist Sunday schools, maybe Catholic church, and they had faith. I've met some Catholics who prayed every day. Shock, shock, shock. But I'm telling you, God is working in their hearts because they got a little seed of faith, and the Holy Ghost is going to breathe on that seed of faith, and this building's not going to be big enough for what God is going to do. Yeah, so the baptism at the Red Sea was a deliverance, but it took care of their enemies, and it took them into their future. And uh, I just say this, water baptism, we come sometime, sometimes, and people get baptized. How many this year, Pastor? How many? Eight, eight, right? I just tell you, some of you need to let this thing get excitement inside of you. Don't leave, don't leave. My God, somebody's crossing the Red Sea. Don't leave. Somebody is getting delivered from Pharaoh's army. Don't, don't leave. Stick around and watch the miracle God is going to do in a heart. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Give me the next slide. And this one, it was the flood. Yeah, the flood. If you've ever heard Mary Cornwell teach a home Bible study about the flood, Hello? He's pretty direct. Like uh, God said, no, they all got to die. And he reaches over and puts it, his, God puts his finger on that guy's nose and shoves him under the water. I said, right. Well, I want you to know there's some positive things, lessons to be learned from the flood. If you read Genesis chapter 6, you'll see how evil the world uh, was. Violence. It sounds like 2024. It sounds like New York City. It sounds like what's going on in our world, right? But God said, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to make a change. And, and so the flood came, 
And the scripture tells us uh, uh, in uh, 1 Peter 1, 20, 21, the like figure to this, even baptism, doth also now save us. So even the flood is a type of water baptism. God was giving pictures from Genesis all the way through the Old Testament that water baptism was going to play a significant role in the future of humanity. And so the, I, I thought of this, the, the enemies, uh, the violence. See, what we fail to realize is behind all of this, there are spirits at work, spirits of darkness, People, you think, why don't they just quit? Listen, I used to be an addict. I had people say, why don't you just quit? It ain't that simple. Because the, uh, the, hello? The stuff I was addicted to said, no, 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 no. I said, I will quit. I threw packs of cigarettes away. Said, I quit. I couldn't quit. But I remember the day that Jesus said to me, you don't need those anymore. And he delivered me by the power of his presence. I use some of these illustrations not to glorify sin, but to say to someone who's sitting here today, there is no addiction greater than the power of Jesus. There is no problem he cannot solve. There is no marriage he cannot heal. So uh, time-wise, let's move to the next slide. I mean, there's so much that could be said about you need to read the book of Genesis, the account, because this is the beginning of a picture illustration of water baptism that God was saying to the people, yes, I can take care of the problem. I know the world's bad. I know there's so much sin, but don't you worry. There's a God who's greater. There's a God who's bigger. And that attitude, that spirit, more than just the words, the spirit of what I'm telling you must become contagious among us. That when you see your neighbor in trouble, you can say, I've got an answer. I've got an answer for your problem. I've got a God who can heal your sick body. Last week, we went to visit a friend, a pastor friend. He's a great man, great man. I tell you, um, Floyd Morris, pastor's in North Carolina. What a great man. And he had gotten the diagnosis that he has prostate cancer. And we were in North Carolina, so we drove to his house. And I began to pray. And I'm telling you, it's not just, a, you know, there's times to pray like, I guess, like, a, bless this food. But then there's more serious things that come. And your prayer's got to be more than, now I lay me down to sleep. Your prayer's got to be a prayer that moves God. It's got to be, if there's anything that the church needs today, it's a revelation of intercession. That how powerful your prayers can be if you will get alone with God and intercede. Yes. See, I really am running out of time. I got about two more hours to go. But give me, give me, yes, okay. The third illustration that's found in the Old Testament is the tabernacle plan. And it does not just isolate water baptism. It illustrates to us man's approach to God. The altar of sacrifice, sacrifice. It's like our worship. Worship is not just singing. It is singing, but it's not just singing. It's when we begin to sacrifice. We offer up sacrifice. We get generous with our money. We quit stealing from God and pay our tithes. It's amazing to me how people want to be blessed. Oh, my God, I'm not the pastor. I'm telling you. 
But he told me I could do anything I want. So I'm just telling you, the harvest is coming, but the church has to be prepared. That means you're going to have to be willing to start giving more than you ever gave. Your time, your money, your energy. You're going to have to give because they're coming. Yeah. That sounds really weak to me. So, oh, my God. But I'm telling you. This ain't about here a while back. We did this message, and I'm thankful, God, that the people responded. We got the pastor a new car. I'm thankful for all that. But this ain't about a new car. This is about your generosity will determine your ability to receive. Give, and you shall. Hello? Anybody read that one in the Bible? Give, and you shall receive. I want to stay on that, but I can't. I got to go. So the tabernacle plan, <laughs> the tabernacle plan starts with the altar of sacrifice, but if you'll notice right next to it is the brazen laver, and the brazen laver is a type of water baptism. It's a place of cleansing. It's the cleansing of your soul. The Bible says it's not the cleansing of the flesh, but it's the answer of a clear conscience before God. That's what water baptism does. You ever committed any sin? You don't have to. I know the answer to that one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what's the answer to the sin problem? It's getting baptized in the name of Jesus. He'll give you a clean conscience. Before God, you'll be able to come to God boldly because he forgives your sins. Give me, give me the next one because I'm running out of time. Water baptism in the book of Acts. Oh, you know what? I just need to print this sheet up and give it to everybody so you'll know. The book of Acts is the actions of those who believed what Jesus had told them, right? Hello, y'all got that? The book of Acts are the actions of the early disciples. So if you could just look there, how many times... Acts 2, 3,000 believers, believers were baptized. Acts, all who believed, the Ethiopian eunuch, Saul of Tarsus, a murderer of Christians, was baptized, and God washed it all away, gave him a clean conscience, became an incredible uh, apostle. Hello? That's where you clap your hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then... Uh, Cornelius family, the opening of the door to the Gentiles. My, I just, you can go on and read them. Give me the next page because I'm, I know I'm running out of time. In Genesis 17, five, 6 through 12, God makes, this is another thing, knowing covenants. You know why God's people are sometimes robbed? Because they don't even know there's, there's a covenant with God. It's like sometimes they think if I just ask, God's going to give it to me. It don't work that way. You, you, have a, you make a covenant with God. God says, if you will, I will. Hello? It's called blessings. I know our world is like, a, my, there have been uh, books written, and uh, they call it prosperity doctrine. Just bless me, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I'm expecting something out of you. If you want a blessing, you got to get positioned for the blessing. You got to be obedient to his word. If you're not obedient to his word, you cannot expect him to bless you. I just got through telling you the church is going to grow. You're going, oh my God. <laughs> Listen, but I'm telling you, the blessings are going to come 
on your life when you get the revelation that you are in covenant with God. And there were signs of covenants. And this one, particularly with Abraham, who was the first, the father of the faithful, God makes a covenant with him. And the sign of the covenant uh, was circumcision. Hello, did I say that? Yes, I did. Because that's what it says. Read it in your Bible circumcision. But if you go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, it will define for you the spiritual definition of circumcision. And that definition is water baptism. Baptism is circumcision, not of the flesh, but of the heart. When you get baptized, God's going to take the stony heart out of your life. He's going to give you a love you never even thought possible. When you were in the world, your heart just got harder You didn't love your family. You didn't love church. I promise you, six months before I Jesus touched my life, I didn't want to go to church. I was too busy at the clubs, too busy with all the other stuff. But I'm telling you, when Jesus touched my heart, when Jesus began to work in my life, hello, he changed the way I felt about things. I love, I love the things I once hated. How does that happen? It happens by obeying God's word. All right. Notice the Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Are you ready? Okay, who's going to do the baptizing? Come on, pastor. Woo! All right. They're gonna, I'm just going to read this, and they're going to get ready to baptize. I want you to know this. If you're here today, and you've not yet been baptized in Jesus' name, it's not about just joining this church. It's about your heart being changed by the operation of the Holy Ghost in your life. He said, and I will give them one heart. Some, some of you don't realize this. Come, This is dad and mom. Come on. Come on, Corey. I remember the first time I saw you, my God, what God has done. What a miracle. Woo! Come on, there's nothing like it, a changed life. How many of you have been changed by Jesus? Hello? How many of you have been changed by Jesus? My God, that'll make you dance. This is what's going to happen here. He's going to be baptized in the name of Jesus in uh, obedience to God's word. That's good. Come on. All the youth. Woo! And I'm going to give them one heart. You're going to see changes take place in this young man because he's going to be baptized right now in the name of the Lord. I'm going to put a new spirit within you. I'll take away the stony heart out of their flesh. I'll give them a heart, a tender heart that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them, and they they shall be my people, and I will be, oh, my God, God is going to be his God. Woo! Hallelujah. Delante Emmanuel Wood, upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is my privilege right now to baptize you into the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 Come on! Re-
rejoice, rejoice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody glad you got buried in the name of the Lord. Somebody thankful he washed away your sins. You know what, my prayer all week was this, that when I get finished, there will be an atmosphere. If I wasn't baptized, I get baptized. I don't mean this ain't a law. We need it to be a law of the heart. I'm so thankful that I got baptized in Jesus' name. I'm so grateful that he washed away my sins. Man, can we give the Lord praise right now? How many of you are thankful? Are you thankful that you got a revelation of baptism in Jesus' name? It's not about joining a church. Come on, it's not about just some ceremonial act, but my sins were washed away, and I took on the name of Jesus. Can we just thank him right now? I want you to thank him for your experience, however long ago that may have been. Come on, do you remember? Do you remember what it was like when Pharaoh and his army were pursuing after you and you couldn't outrun your past? But when you went down in waters of baptism in Jesus' name and Pharaoh and his army drowned in that Red Sea and you came across, that doesn't mean that you're perfect now, but every time you pray, it points back to those waters of baptism. Every time you repent, it points back to those waters of baptism. And you're reminded that I am a child of the King. Amen. That I am victorious. Amen. Amen. That was number one for the day. I think by the time we're done, there's going to be others that are going to go down in waters of baptism. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop, for teaching slash preaching. Amen. Reminding us. So powerful. Amen. Those three types that he shared with us in the Old Testament. Amen. The Noah and the ark, the flood, by water. That family, Noah and his family were saved. And the Bible says that the like figure whereby unto, that was speaking of the water, we also are now saved by baptism. Amen. You're not saved by good works. You're saved because just like Noah and his family obeyed and got on the boat, their lives were spared. You're not saved because you come to living hope. You're not saved because you're Pentecostal. Amen. There's things that go with that that do save you, but you're saved because you obeyed the Scripture and you were baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One more time, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God that transforms? This ain't about becoming better versions of the old me. 
It's I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ. I'm not a better version of the old Jason. When I got baptized, I became a new creature in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And that's our confidence today. We, as In a few minutes, we're going to enter into worship service, and people are going to walk in this building. Amen. And we don't, we don't have to stand up here and say, well, let us hear what you went through so we can determine whether or not God can do a work in your life. I don't care what they walk in here today with. Drug addicts, alcoholics, fornicators, adulterers. Amen. It doesn't matter. The Bible says such were some of you. Amen. Such were some of you, but you are washed. Amen. But you are cleansed. You are made whole. You are justified. So I don't care what problem they walk in with today. They can walk out of here a new creature in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I know that it feels like we need to just go right into worship right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. I know some th- there's some things that we've got to do today. The uh, youth have been preparing all week. They've got some baked goods out there. And uh, every dollar that is spent today during the bake sale and the auction for the, there's some cakes. So I know you, some of you might watch the Super Bowl later. We've got your su- sweet tooth covered today. All right? If, you, if you're going to eat some sweets during the Super Bowl, we've got the, that covered for you. And so all the money that's raised today is going to go into the youth fund. That's going to help them in a few weeks. They're going to be going to youth convention. Uh, they've got uh, youth camps this summer. They've got youth retreat next fall, uh, as well as giving to Move the Mission, which uh, gives to missionaries, gives to several great causes. And all of what's given today will go toward not given. But what you purchase today through that will go towards that, all right? So turn to your neighbor right now and tell him, I'm thankful to be baptized. Say it like you mean it. I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be baptized. I'm thankful to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. So we're going to transition right now. I know out in the foyer is where the bake sale is going to be taking place. Coffee, uh, the, the Living Hope Coffee is going to be open as well. You can get your coffee. Amen. We do ask you if you're going to purchase from the bake sale, we need you to go out into the foyer. So we're going to try to encourage everybody to go out there for at least a few minutes.